Hi everyone and welcome to the Tech Recruitment Podcast. This is the episode number, the next one, so let's kick it off. Hi everyone and welcome to the Tech Recruitment Podcast. This episode will be a little different because today I would like to tell you a little more about uh, the technical recruitment teams and the way we set it up while I was the CTO. So instead of going through some strategies, I'll tell you a little story about how I and my colleagues have co-founded the company in Thailand and grew the team gradually. So I'll also mention several uh, IT terms or acronyms such as uh, bootstrap or MVP or a startup or an agile team or a mobile app cross-platform app, you know, and you will hear these terms in a context. So uh, this uh, episode should help you guys uh, find some uh, topics uh, next time you interact with an IT director or a startup uh, co-founder or some um, IT professional in general, and you can talk about these areas, all right? So um, um, you know, I, I still recall the day when uh, one of my friends called me. His name is Tomasz and he was already in Bangkok. And he at first wrote me a message, then we had a call and we talked about uh, his idea or the idea of uh, his other friend already in Bangkok, in Thailand. Um, they wanted to create uh, some product, uh, some uh, um, application um, or and the business around it. All should be focused on the last minute hotel booking. And they were looking for a technical co-founder. So in fact, this is quite common um, in, in startups. Usually uh, the best combination is to have someone who is strong on the business side and also someone strong on the technical side. So uh, these other two co-founders were really strong on the business side and they needed someone are equally strong on the technical side. So uh, Tomasz approached me and um, I liked this idea. I liked um, the opportunity to travel to Thailand because I've never been uh, to Asia before. That was already eight or nine years ago. And eventually we've relocated with my wife and uh, my son. You know, uh, when I think about the initial stage of the startup, usually there are a few people behind it, sometimes just one person, sometimes two, three, four. And uh, then the team uh, grows and expands. So um, based on my experience, what is uh, essential in the initial stage is to have someone who is a generalist in terms of the skill set. Um, and uh, I recall as the team was growing, we were looking for uh, for specialists uh, later on. And if you guys are also recruiting for as uh, some corporations, you may um, have already noticed that the, in a corporate environment, usually there are specialists, um, mostly specialists. I'm not saying only because there may be some generalists, but mostly in a corporate environment, you may see specialists who are specialized on a particular task. Okay, so, uh, you know, uh, stepping back to uh, to to the company we have co-founded, at the beginning, it was just me in the role of the CTO. And I was, in fact, 
um, wearing several hats. So I was uh, responsible for the backend development, front-end development, mobile app development, or also the technical infrastructure, the database. Also, I'm responsible for uh, servers and operations, everything you know related to technical support, IT support. So um, this is uh, usually common when a company or a product project is starting up with uh, limited resources. People need to wear several hats um, before they are able to hire those who specialize in a particular area. Uh, and then I remember as the team was growing, we were hiring people who focused only on the backend development or only on the front-end development. And we also had uh, a colleague of mine who only focused on the infrastructure. So the server administration, cloud administration. So today uh, with uh, the outbreak of uh, uh, cloud technologies, um, we also see a new role emerging, which is called uh, a cloud engineer, cloud specialist. So that's someone who uh, knows the cloud solution, for example, Amazon Web Services. That's what we've been using five, six, seven years ago or Google Cloud Platform, or Microsoft Azure. So there are a few of these platforms. They are, well, I'm not saying similar, but they have a similar uh, product line. Um, everything is, of course, uh, different in terms of, um, you know, how they how they market it, how they promote it. Uh, but uh, on a really high level, they offer similar solutions. They offer cloud computing, they offer cloud storage, they offer cloud um, machine learning solution, etc. So like they have dozens or hundreds of different products uh, available online on the cloud. So we as the, <clears throat> the company, we have decided to go with Amazon Web Services, which is the cloud provider um, based on the Amazon data center. And um, yeah, we started using it. So in fact, we didn't have any servers. We didn't have to purchase servers because it's quite expensive, right? Instead, we just used the cloud infrastructure. And sometimes um, recruiters ask me, where is the cloud? How does it work? So um, what I can tell you, just really, really simple, is that <clears throat> all these companies, Amazon, Google, IBM, Microsoft, they have their own data centers and the uh, servers are stored in those data centers. So uh, for us, uh, general public and users of these data centers, we usually refer to it as a cloud, but you know, it's not, it's not in the sky. Um, it's actually underground. So uh, the word cloud is probably not the best. Uh, um, it should be called like underground data center, but it's not as fancy, right? So, so that's why we usually refer to it as the cloud solution, the cloud provider, which is really great, especially if you are starting out, you don't have to invest in servers, in licenses, etc. You just uh, pay a monthly subscription based on the services that uh, you use, which is really, really cool. And um, during one of the recent webinars, I also spoke about uh, the different models, like a software as a service, infrastructure as a service, or platform as a service. So um, 
what we have actually chosen is the infrastructure as a service. Um, and if you would like to go deeper in this topic and uh, figure out how to actually screen candidates uh, based on some of these keywords, then I suggest you uh, join the IT Recruiter Toolkit at uh, um, itrecruitertoolkit.com website, where you would have access to all the videos, all the content, all the mind maps related to the cloud also. So um, yeah, coming back to our startup story, we have uh, organized our um, servers um, on uh, the Amazon Web Services data center, cloud data center, and we have uh, started investing more and more in hiring a dream team. So uh, I already mentioned a few roles, um, especially technical roles, such as a backend developer, frontend developer, mobile app developer, but there are also some other guys who worked in my team. Uh, for example, a product owner or a business analyst uh, or a business intelligence uh, analyst or a system analyst, right? Like these are different IT roles still within the IT ecosystem. Another colleague of mine was uh, a data engineer. So these guys um, are usually focused on a particular area of their interest and they have acquired certain skill set. So for example, the data engineer is able to work with data in databases, usually both the relational and non-relational databases. Um, this colleague of mine also uh, upskilled himself uh, through some of the online platforms uh, such as Coursera or Udacity, and he eventually became a data scientist, which is quite common career path um, that we can see. Um, why? Well, because uh, the data scientists are paid really well. It's really difficult to learn the statistical models and uh, some advanced math uh, techniques. Obviously, that's not easy, but those who learn it, they um, earn great money. So I guess that was also, to some extent, the motivation of uh, the colleague of mine. And he was quite successful. Eventually, even after he left our company, he joined some other company as a data scientist. So uh, that was really cool. Some other roles included uh, QA manager, quality assurance analyst. Uh, this person was responsible for the overall uh, product quality. And not just uh, responsible for testing, you know, that's what testers do. They test functionality, but the QA manager was responsible for the, the processes within the development to make sure that we mitigate risks and to make sure that we are well set up uh, to actually have as few bugs as possible. So to, you know, I, I could also say that the role of a tester is to discover bugs before a customer can. Okay, what other roles? If I'm just thinking from top of my mind, we also had a product owner. This professional was responsible for the overall product roadmap for the, uh, for the, um, features that were about to be developed. He always had to have some product vision. So where he wants to see the product in a year or two. And based on that, to actually uh, decide on the features that needs to be done by software developers. 
Um, okay, so that was uh, roughly the product team, uh, the product owner, uh, the business analyst. Um, there was a project coordinator because with about 25 people on the team, we were having several projects in progress, in parallel. So a project coordinator was uh, making sure that we are on track and the dependencies are resolved within some reasonable time frame. Um, if you ask me how have we hired these people, well, I was responsible for the recruitment, especially at the beginning. I was looking for people um, on online, on the social media. I was recruiting them and headhunting them um, myself. And later on, we also hired um, an internal HR professional who was helping with the initial outreach to candidates. We also used some platforms such as uh, Upwork. Uh, that's a great platform for freelance engagement. Um, we sometimes um, have only engaged people on a part-time basis, especially if we didn't really need the person full-time. And um, sometimes it's just easier to outsource the job instead of hiring people uh, full-time. I also mentioned we had a mobile app development team. So some of the team members focused on native applications in iOS, while other team members focused on the Android mobile applications. So in fact, we had to have uh, two people in one team, two people in the other team. Uh, that's uh, what's usually referred to as a native app development. And uh, uh, the alternative is... Uh, cross-platform mobile app development. So I'll not go through all these, uh, all these details. If you'd like to learn more about all this so you can uh, recruit um, mobile app developers uh, with uh, confidence, then you can just go to the itrecruitertoolkit.com and you will be able to see all the mind maps and uh, the differences between these IT roles. Um, so uh, at first, we actually have developed the cross-platform mobile application, but then as the team was growing, we also wanted to create something, you know, more native, something uh, better at the end of the day. So we have uh, transitioned the application from the cross-platform application written in JavaScript to a native application written in Objective-C and um, Java. Okay, so... Uh, you know, I, I know I may be throwing out quite a lot of uh, IT terminology, but at the end of the day, it's not rocket science, right? If you engage with uh, hiring managers and they say they need to build a mobile app, you can just say, okay, great, uh, Mr. Hiring Manager, can you please tell me if you are about to build a native or a cross-platform app? If native, then you would ask, okay, cool, thanks for letting me know. Now, are you going to build both iOS and Android applications? Right, and that's it. You know, on on Java on the cross-platform side, they may use either JavaScript or C sharp. But now I'm really going into details, which is not the purpose of this episode. Probably I'll record a dedicated episode only focused on the cross-platform app development because it's a topic uh, itself. Um, okay, cool. Um, by the way, we have bootstrapped for the first uh, three, four months, which means that we were investing our own money and time before we fundraise money from investors. Uh, so uh, that's one of the terms often used within the IT 
industry or IT sector. So with Bootstrap, I already mentioned MVP, uh, which is uh, referring to the initial version of the product. In our case, the MVP was ready after three, four months, roughly. We had a simple, minimum, viable product that we could show to potential investors and they liked it and they gave us money. So the MVP, you can ask your hiring manager if they have the MVP ready if they are not alive uh, in production with the product yet. Um, yeah, so I mentioned quite a lot of terms. Um, uh, maybe one that I haven't yet and I wanted is uh, the agile team. So the agile is uh, a methodology. Agile is referring to um, an alternative methodology, not waterfall, but agile. So something that is um, sort of flexible, you know, like agile is a set of values and principles. And there are a few methodologies, for example, Kanban and Scrum. So I also wanted our tech team to be agile. We followed uh, the Kanban and Scrum methodologies. So um, when I say we followed both, it actually means some of our teams followed Kanban while other teams followed Scrum methodology. And that's completely okay. The whole team, the whole product and IT teams were agile and they chose different methodology based on their preferences, based on how they worked, based on um, um, some other different factors and based on their experience, right? Okay, so um, yeah, this was uh, the initial journey, how we, how we um, uh, bootstrapped the company, how we created the initial team and how we were expanding it further. Uh, this is what I just wanted to talk about really briefly today to give you guys uh, an overview of some of these uh, essential term terms. Uh, the terminology is, is really important. If you would like to engage with hiring managers in IT or candidates who are focusing on IT. Um, so, um, yeah, I guess I'll wrap it up now. I'll see some of your questions on my YouTube channel. If you have any questions and uh, you would like to, you know, um, you would like me to answer the question, then um, you can just go to uh, to YouTube and ask uh, below some of my recent videos. Or if you are subscribed to my emails, you can always just respond to the email and uh, I'll uh, get uh, to the email, um, you know, at some point. Like not immediately, but usually once a week, I go through I go through this inbox. So uh, I'll see it there. Okay, cool. So um, with that, I guess I'll wrap it up right now. I'll keep you posted. I'm super passionate about the technical recruitment, and there is quite a lot happening these days in terms of uh, um, developing our strategy, how to get to the market and uh, work with more companies. So uh, I'll keep you posted, guys. Thanks for listening to my tech recruitment podcast episodes. And uh, yeah, have a wonderful day. I'll talk to you tomorrow or some other day. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just recording this whenever I have time. Have a good day. Hi again, and really quick, if you'd like to get a new job as the tech recruiter, or if you'd like to start working as the independent freelance tech recruitment consultant, or if you'd like to start and grow your own agency, 
we can help you get closer to your goals. So just go to our website techrecruitmentacademy.com and learn more about the programs that we organize every now and then. So just go to the website techrecruitmentacademy.com. 